Welcome to another episode of 5am Theology. Well, this week we got to the book of Nehemiah and I really like Nehemiah, but you something tell. really struck me. If you're not familiar with Nehemiah, he was an Israelite. We aren't sure from what tribe, but even after King Cyrus prompted by God allowed the Israelites to go back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple, Nehemiah remained in Susa, the capital of Persia. He was governor there, and he directly served the king. His brother and some Judahites came to him and reported on the Israelites who had returned to Jerusalem. They told Nehemiah that things were not going well in Jerusalem. They were trying to rebuild the temple and the city. The wall had been torn down and the gates had been destroyed by fire, and the people were in trouble because they're facing opposition. And we looked at that in the book of Ezra last week. The first thing Nehemiah doesn't do is go to King Cyrus for help. He goes to God and he prays. Yeah, and I'll, I'll read his prayer. I'll read some of it. Nehemiah chapter one, verses five to nine. O Lord, God of heavens, the great and awesome God who keeps his covenant of unfailing love with those who love him and obey his commands. Listen to my prayer. Look down and see me praying night and day for your people, Israel. I confess that we've sinned against you. Yes, even my own family and I have sinned. We have sinned terribly by not obeying the commands, decrees, and regulations that you gave us through your servant Moses. Please remember what you told your servant Moses. If you are unfaithful to me, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me and obey my commands and live by them, then even if you are exiled to the ends of the earth, I will bring you back to the place I have chosen for my name to be honored. What I want to talk about is not that Nehemiah prays to God. It's that last part that you read, Rose. It's his prayer where he prays scripture back to God. Now, Many of us are probably familiar with the acronym ACTS when praying. ACTS stands for Adoration, Confession, Thanksgiving, and Supplication. It was created to help us with our prayers and help us to remember our position when coming before God in prayer. And that's to remember that God is sovereign. He is holy. He's almighty. And we were created to glorify him and enjoy him forever. You're right, Chris. ACTS is a great acronym to shape our prayers. But what's the purpose of praying scripture back to God? He wrote it. It's not like he doesn't know what the Bible says. But the truth is, and that was a rhetorical question, because the truth is there's several reasons why we should pray scripture back to God and why it's a wonderful thing to do. Just for kicks, I looked up how many cross references there are in the Bible. So this includes direct quoting of other scripture or paraphrasing a verse of scripture you know, saying the same thing in another way. And I was blown away when I saw there are 340,000 cross-references in the Bible. That's so, amazing. It is amazing. Besides showing the congruity of God's word, it really shows that the biblical authors thought that the things stated in other parts of scripture were important enough to say again or say in a different way. And of course, since every word in the Bible is God-breathed, it shows that God thinks reiterating things in scripture is important. Yeah, and I would add to that, 
He also knows that we need reiteration. Yeah. <laughs> At least yes. I do. Yeah, that's for sure. Me too. But Psalm 1, 1 to 2 spells, spells this out, basically. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So, Rose, if somebody's delighting and meditating on the law of the Lord, the words would naturally roll off their tongue in just about every situation. And I will admit, I wish I was more like that. God's word would be the first thought in every situation. So when we pray, especially if we're in distress, your first thoughts and words would be scripture then, right? Yeah. It would just be your natural inclination or even your go-to even in prayer. Yeah, I agree. I agree completely. And another reason that we should pray scripture back to God in our prayers is to comfort ourselves. Again, like you said, Chris, especially when we're in distress. I mean, think about this. How often do we quote scripture to other people in an effort to comfort them or encourage them or support them, especially when our own words seem so inadequate? Many of us will turn to scripture, like I said, to comfort people, support them, encourage them. So if we're using God's word to bring comfort to others, wouldn't it just be common sense that we could use it to bring comfort to ourselves, even in prayer? Yeah. Why wouldn't we recall and recite verses about God's promises, God's character, God's purpose, and his plan for his people, his goodness, his sovereignty, et cetera? I mean, you go on. Yeah. And if you're praying about a situation in your life that feels like it's totally out of your control, pray scripture that shows God's sovereignty over everything. If you're praying about something devastating that's happening, pray God's promises. If you're praying about something that you're thankful for, pray prayers out of scripture about God's goodness. And we could go on and on and on, but the idea here is that nothing comforts us, encourages us, or sustains us more than God's word. So why wouldn't we include it in our prayers? Yeah, when you put it like that, it just makes perfect sense. And there's a third reason. And I hadn't actually thought about this until I heard R.C. Sprawl speaking on it. But think about this. How much does it delight us who have kids to hear our kids speak back what we've taught them? When I hear one of my kids say something to their kids that my husband and I have taught them when they were younger, it brings me a lot of joy. It surprises me sometimes, but it brings me a lot of joy because it shows me not only were they listening to us, but they understood and believed us. So how much more do you think it delights God to hear his children praying back his words to him? Just like with us, it shows God that we're listening to his word, that we understand his word and that we believe his word. And like Psalm 1 says, Chris, like you read, it shows that we delight in his word and that has to bring him a lot of joy. Those are great, great examples. I mean, that is, you're right. As parents, we do love that. Yeah. And have you ever thought about that you can bring joy to God just by praying back his word to him? And I just, I love that so much. Yeah. I hadn't really thought about it, but as usual, you know, I love RC and surprise, surprise, he brings an, up another point that's so relevant. Yeah. So 
I think there's one more reason at least to bring up here. And that's the best reason to pray scripture back to God is because Jesus did. Dying on the cross, Jesus's last words were scripture. When Jesus prayed, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He was paraphrasing the scripture in Isaiah 53, 12. This says the Messiah would make intercession for the transgressors. When he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He's quoting Psalm 22, 1. His prayer of into thy hands, I commit my spirit was a quote from Psalm 31, 5. Rose, since the goal of our sanctification is to be more like Jesus, well, praying scripture seems like a way to be more like Jesus. Yeah, without a doubt. And bringing this back to Nehemiah, Nehemiah was a foreshadowing of Jesus. He led the Israelites to respect and love the word of God. He truly loved God and wanted to see God honored and glorified in all circumstances. He wanted the Israelites to know the promises and character of God contained in scripture and to lean on them. And just like Jesus, he interceded for God's people using God's own words. And as Christians, we should be doing the same. We have a lot more scripture at our disposal than Nehemiah did. We should love and revere the truths of God's word. We should commit them to memory the best we can. We should meditate on them day and night, like Psalm 1 says. God's word should be our first go-to in every situation in our life, including in our prayer. And that's a great place to end this morning. Have a blessed morning, everybody.